Welcome, everybody, to the Prayer Revolution. We're so glad that you are here. My name is Doyle Gurungadas, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host of the show, Vera Bajaramdas, or lovingly we call him Vera. Um, and uh, we're here. It's a daily morning, half-hour uh, conversation where we discuss bringing the mood of prayer into our everyday life that um, each of us inherently has an identity that's different from all of the identities that I take on in, my, in this life. And interestingly, the problems that I associate with my life are intrinsically linked to the identities that I take on. So if I think that I'm a 22-year-old uh, African-American woman, there are problems that come along with that identity. If I think I'm a 35-year-old Caucasian boy from Brooklyn, there are certain problems that come along with that identity. If I think I'm a wealthy businessman, there are problems that come along with that identity. If I think that I am a Republican or a Democrat or a man or a woman or pretty or ugly or wealthy or a failure or rich or poor, there are problems that come along with that identity. But if I release those identities, then there's a whole new scope of what's important in my life and what isn't. Um, and we connect to that identity, that eternal identity that we all have um, through moment-to-moment -moment prayer in our life to, to give us fresh perspective on whatever it is that we're facing. Um, and so if you're new to prayer, if you are belonging to a particular religious faith or not, you're welcome here because this isn't any particular race, creed, faith, etc. This is open to everybody. Um, and we start off with Vera Budger giving us a little morning prayer. And then uh, we just pursue in a conversation about it, and get to know each other and talk about how... Uh, we need divine guidance at every moment of our life, right? Putting that soul food in, getting that soul moving and shaking inside of us. Vera's moving and grooving. I'm moving and grooving. Super grateful to be with you guys this morning. And like I say, you know, it's it's uh, it's an honor. It's an honor to be able to have this as a, as a place to show up and to remember a place to, to recenter, to refocus, to realign my consciousness with, with God and to remember that I can in my life, I can be an instrument of profound healing of profound love. I could be an instrument, I could be a vessel of that in my life mm. in the simple ways and, and all the different ways that are opportunities every single day to express that love and, and to experience the joy of that. And so I'm, I'm grateful to be with you guys and, Gonna ask that everybody just pause, and uh, whatever you're doing right now, stop doing, and we're gonna enter into being. And so just relax your body, close your eyes, get into a space of receiving divine grace in your life. It's available to us. It is on the market, right? It's on the market. It is free of charge. It takes a little sincerity, a little openness, a little surrender. We can start to feel that grace moving throughout our life. So let's open up to receive that grace and setting an intention. What is it that you're seeking more than anything in your life? What is it that you're truly looking for? What is it that's most meaningful to you? Where have you derived the greatest purpose and fulfillment from in your life? And setting that intention, planting it like a seed in the soil of your heart. We'll water it with this prayer. I am yours, my Lord. Make me an instrument of your grace. What will I choose to do when I look at what everybody's going through in the world? What kind of world do all of us want it to be? 
are we the future or are we the history? In this world, everyone laughs and everyone cries. People tell each other all kinds of lies. We have all failed and everybody dreams and doubts. My Lord, I will keep dancing with you even when the lights go out. My arms are open wide, ready to receive your grace. Help me to see them as my brothers and sisters, even though they are of a different race. Everyone hurts. Everyone cries. Everyone sees the colors in each other's eyes. Everyone loves and deep down knows the truth. We are all your children and your love for us, the proof. And hearing your divine names bring us closer to you. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Beautiful prayer here. I love that. That was uh, Hear Me, Lord by Emily Dickinson. Um, and uh, we appreciated that prayer very much. Just joking, it wasn't. Sounded like something that was written by like a historical poet. Was that you, Vera Budger? This was uh, something I adapted from a beautiful Christian song that I heard. Did you write that? Yeah. Here? So I I, li- I I listened. I listened to that. I heard that and was inspired to. It's it's adapted for sure. There's there's uh, plenty of stolen gifts in that, and um, and also. Um, elements of it that, that I, I put my own words into it as well, my own heart into it. Very bad. Very bad. You just need to take credit for beautiful things that you do. Just say, well, say, I, say, I, I wrote didn't. that beautiful prayer. Nah, nah, that would be a lie. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to tell no lies. I don't, I don't, wanna, I don't live a lie. I want to live the truth. I want to be exposed. I want to be humbled in my life. I pray. Let it be gentle, my Lord. Let, let, let the the humility and the experiences you bring in my life to humble me, to bring me to a place of gratitude for all the gifts that you've given me. Let it be gentle. I know I'm weak. I know that, you know, too much uh, of of that hard hand, I will crumble. I will fail. So please be gentle with me, but I want to be humbled. And I pray, pray to be uh, as truthful as possible. Mm. You were, you were quoting that the other day from Richard Rohr in his book, Falling Upward, that, um, you know, humiliation precedes humility mm-hmm. um and that in the in the path to becoming humble it's like there's at least one kind of honest humiliation every day if we catch ourselves that we should welcome mm-hmm. you know it's yeah. like where, where where there's like there's if, if i want my ego to really dismantle and crack then um i i, I should expect to be humiliated by material nature like humili- mm-hmm. material nature is on a is on a journey to humiliate us when we think that we are um, anything other than Krishna's eternal servant, anything other than instrument of God in this world. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. um, as you were mentioning, it's like, well, just learning to welcome that and getting comfortable with that, you know, mm-hmm. every day, yeah. you know, just kind of welcoming that, like, okay, what's, where, where, where is my, where, where is my ego going to get dismantled today? What piece of my mm-hmm. ego is going to get dismantled today? And, and oftentimes it might come in the form of a, 
of, of some humiliation externally or internally. Not like humiliation, like, you know, someone like pulls your pants down in public and everyone laughs at you like, ha, ha, you know, like not that kind of humiliation necessarily, but more just like, oh, like the conceptions that I thought about myself are, are, are slowly um, revealing themselves to be a little foolish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. To be able to welcome it because, you know, okay, if I am embracing in that way, if I am seeing that, you know, um, what's coming in my life is actually, right? It's like the way they are slowly, gradually breaking down these walls or breaking down these barriers that I've created to experience God's love and to share that with, with everybody that I come into contact with. That's what time and that's what every single day is providing for us, providing gradual and sometimes mm. the breaking down of that false ego, the, the melting of that false ego, the design of that false ego so that we can recognize, yes, every single moment, you know, the humility that, that I'm so small, you know, but I'm so small. And, and when I remember God, that I'm, in, I'm in that fire. I'm a spark in that fire, you know, that I'm so small. What can I do on my own? What do I think that I'm controlling in this world? Every single day of my life, I think I'm controlling so many things and I'm putting all my plans as such priorities and forgetting God, you know, but actually I'm remembering, yeah, I am small, but I'm great when I'm But then when I'm reconnected, you know, and that takes humility, right? That takes it, that's a, a gentleness and that's a recognition of, of a power that's so much greater than us, you know, that without you, DG, then, you know, yeah, who am I, right? And, and, it's, and, and it's something that's it's so beautiful. It's not a codependency. It's a recognition of the need. It's a recognition of that need, you know, and, and I love, um, yeah, thinking of ourselves less, you know, not less of ourselves but thinking of ourselves less you know that's that's what's provided i spend so much time so preoccupied in my life thinking of myself all the time every single day making plans and for happiness for future happiness for success for this for that so much time thinking about myself you know does it actually bring that fulfillment of the soul does it actually bring that 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 love and that, that, that fulfillment that i'm seeking no it doesn't and that's just an honest recognition and and uh, submission, yes, you know, let us, let us see. The more that I'm thinking about myself, the more that I'm putting that as a priority, let me be humbled. And if it's a little uncomfortable, let, let, let that be so. Let me come back in that softness again, where my life is spent in thanking God, and my life is spent in recognizing the beautiful gifts that you bring to my life and all the amazing loved ones that you bring to my life. I spend a lot of time thinking about you too, Vera. Oh, I love you too, man. I was thinking yesterday we started reading these verses from the 12th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. Um, and I thought we can continue reading this section of the Bhagavad Gita. It's the 12th chapter, verses 13 through the end of the chapter, verses 20. And it's these, um, these, this beautiful section. We thought we, we, we're, we're looking at this theme of, of, our, ex, of our validation not coming externally, but, but coming from seeking internal validation rather than external validation and all of you're talking about human being rather than human doing and all the things that we try to do in order to um, make ourselves feel seen feel heard feel connected in the world 
and that Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita lays out these very beautiful verses where he's describing these are the things you really should be preoccupied about. Like these are the things that your your attention, your focus, like these are the things you should be worrying about. Not like waking up in the morning and how do I look and how much is in my bank account? How many social media followers do I have? And you know what I mean? And this and that. And and it's 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 you know, do they laugh at my joke or do they think that I was cool or am I accepted? Are they going to invite me back? Are they going to call me back or are they going to text me back? Or I sent that text message two hours ago. They haven't responded yet. They, I sent that message on WhatsApp. I can see the two check marks. I can see they read my message. It says C and it says red, but they haven't, they haven't responded yet. So why haven't, you know, all the things we're worrying about because I'm looking for a place to feel safe. I'm looking for a place to feel seen. I'm looking for, I'm looking for what gives me value in the world. And Krishna's saying, these are the things that give us value. These are the things that that um, are dear to me, that, that you should be worried about. And so we read this verse yesterday. Mm. Um, there's two verses put together, starting verse uh, 13 and, and 14. Yoga Like Mike says, chapter 12 is the peak of the Gita. Keep reading this chapter. I love hearing your insights. Thank you, Yoga Mike. Um, uh, we read this verse, these two verses yesterday, and I was thinking that we could read these few sentences in the commentary here, and then I'd love to hear your thoughts, Virabhadra. Krishna says, one who is not envious but is a kind friend to all living entities, who does not think themselves a proprietor and is free from false ego, who is equal in both happiness and distress, who is tolerant, always satisfied, self-controlled, and engaged in devotional service with determination, their mind and intelligence fixed on me. Such a devotee of mine is very, very dear to me. And then later on in the commentary, Srila Prabhupada says something very, very, very interesting. He says that all of these, he goes through all of these comment, all of these qualities in the purport. He says that one is tolerant and is satisfied with whatever comes by the grace of the Supreme Lord. They do not endeavor much to achieve something with great difficulty. Therefore, they're always joyful. They're perfect mystic because they're always fixed in the instructions received from the spiritual teacher and their senses are controlled by being determined. They're not swayed by false arguments and no one can lead them from the fixed determination of devotional service. They're fully conscious that Krishna is the eternal Lord, so no one can disturb them. All these qualifications, this is an important sentence that I was thinking of. All these qualifications enable one to fix their mind and intelligence entirely on the Supreme Lord. Such a standard of devotional service is undoubtedly very rare, but a devotee becomes situated in that stage by following the regular principles of devotional service. Furthermore, the Lord says that such a devotee is very dear to him, and the Lord is always pleased with all the activities in full Krishna consciousness. So I like that line that said, all these qualifications enable one to fix our mind and intelligence entirely on the Supreme Lord. So it's, mm -hmm. it's almost like, you know, what I spend my time, the more that I spend my time worrying about all of these external superficial things, the less able I am, the less able I will be to, to reach out in a moment of connection and prayer when I need it. You know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. what, what, what am I investing my trust in? You know, trust is something that we build over time. Mm -hmm. And every action is an investment or divestment of trust in God. And in my higher mm -hmm. power, or it's an, I'm investing mm -hmm. in a shelter of, of, of the other things that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to take shelter of in this world. And so it's like, I'm, it's like, I'm trying to declutter my mind with all mm -hmm. the worries and the anxieties that I have over this false identity of this body. 
And he's like, as, if, if Krishna's saying, if you're cluttered with all this other stuff, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, do this, do that, do that just because and be a good boy and be a good girl. It's like, no, like free yourself from that anxiety, free yourself mm-hmm. from that envy, free yourself from that, that attachment so that, so that you can fix your mind on higher things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. And what we're talking about, like the premise is like this moment to moment opportunity. And it's, I mean, I, I noticed for myself, okay, you know, there's this, this passion, there's this, this, this consideration, this constant kind of, you know, this mode of material nature, as Krishna talks about it in, in, the, in the Gita, that I'm under, I'm under this mode of passion. And in this mode of passion, I think that I'm the doer and I'm the controller. You know, and so I'm in that energy, I'm in that thinking, I'm in that process, I'm, that's permeating my whole consciousness. And I'm hearing you saying, okay, let's, what Krishna's and, and Srila Prabhupada is sharing in the purport is that let's give ourselves that pause, let's give ourselves that opportunity that before I'm doing anything, like how can I build that in, right? It's almost like, think about it, it's like on my phone, like on my calendar, I've got a coaching session and I've got a... Uh, you know, prayer revolution. We've got a, you know, meeting with, you know, with our, our leaders at the Baki Center. And then we've got this and that. It's all these things, right? I've got a, a lunch, you know, I'm having lunch with the family. I'm going to walk with my wife. Like before all those things, what am I going into it with? Like what is the consciousness I'm going into it with, you know? And, and how am I practicing and preparing? And that's, you know, the early morning, the sadhana, the early morning practice. How am I practicing and preparing to show up to the game of life prepared with that consciousness in everything that we do, you know? And, and that's, that's like, okay, you know, if I'm, if I'm preparing for a, a football game, I'm preparing for a basketball game, I'm preparing for, you know, whatever it may be, I'm showing up with full energy, with full preparation, with intensity, with fire, with conviction. I'm thinking of the goal, I'm planning for it, I'm preparing for it. And we're saying the goal, the goal is how can I show up? in a mood of devotional service in everything that I do? Yeah. How can I bring that into my relationships? How can I bring that into the workspace? How can I bring that into every, everything that I do? And, yeah. yeah. When, I, when I look at these, it's, um, it's so interesting to look at these qualities one by one. You know, it starts with one who is not envious, but contrasting rather is a kind friend to all living entities. You know, mm. and envy is such a, um, you know, just the idea of it's, it's, it's envy is not just, I want what you have. It's kind of like, I'm angry that you have it and I don't, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that it goes when, you know, when you look at, you know, material accumulation and, and wealth, there's only so much to go around, you know? And so it's mm-hmm. like, if I get, if you get the job, I don't, if you get the girlfriend or boyfriend, I don't, if you, you know what I mean? And so it's, like I kind of, but it's, 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 it's non-enviousness is, is a naturally spiritual quality because it's mm-hmm. meaning that actually like I see that whatever material wealth you have or don't have or whatever I don't or don't have, it's all fluctuating and not really related to our eternal being. But really I'm concerned about your eternal spiritual well-being. And if you're succeeding and doing well spiritually, I'm happy for you because I recognize that that's, that's a beautiful thing. And that's bringing, like if my goal is to spiritually, because ultimately spiritual advancement, it's not even for my own happiness. It's for the happiness of my beloved. And that, that's why bhakti is such a personal relationship with, with the Supreme Lord, with Krishna, that when I actually de- start to develop in my bhakti, that I'm actually wanting 
to better myself so that I could be of better service to Krishna in this world and better service to others. Mm-hmm. And that I'm actually wanting to give myself in service because I'm trying to make Krishna happy. Mm-hmm. And Krishna's happy when he sees other souls come to him. Mm-hmm. When he sees other souls come to him. So what a beautiful thing. This soul is actually finding true, genuine spiritual happiness. Mm-hmm. And that's making Krishna smile. And that's my mm-hmm. goal. My goal in all of this is to make Krishna smile. And when another spirit soul is, is, is making genuine spiritual advancement, I should smile along with them. Mm-hmm. And, and, that will, and that will actually, you know what that does? That invokes blessings upon me mm-hmm. to actually receive inner fulfillment. I find happiness and joy in that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes what, 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 what we're bothered is that, oh, somebody else is, seems more spiritually advanced and we become envious and think because, because it makes us feel down about ourselves. And it's like, oh, but I have every, you know how, you know how I'll become spiritually advanced too? Is by wishing that person well. Because mm-hmm. there's, 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 there's competition even in spiritual life. Somebody's like, mm-hmm. oh, they're so spiritual. And I, how was your day today in COVID lockdown? Oh, I woke up super early. I did my meditation practice and then I made myself stewed apples and organic oatmeal. And then I read, you know, spiritual literatures for two hours. And then I had family time. And then, you know, we, we had a nice dinner and got an early night to do it all again the next day. Oh, great. Good for you. I was struggling with my mind and my heart and trying not to binge watch five seasons of whatever it was on Netflix. And it's like, good for you. I'm so glad that you're so spiritually together during this time. I'm falling apart over here, you know? And it's like, I become envious even in spiritual life or we have competition or whatever it might be. But recognizing like, oh, if I'm upset where I'm at spiritually, let me not get angry that somebody else is doing well. Let me take that as an inspiration and recognize that when I release envy and I choose, I choose celebration, then actually like I'll be inspired, I'll be blessed, I'll be given space for me to, to grow and develop. Um, and so, uh, so to be not envious and to be a kind friend of living entities and who does not mm-hmm. think themselves the proprietor. I'm just shooting off here. I'm going to keep going. So I'm, I'm going to stop myself. Go for it. Bro. I'm, I'm like, come on, don't stop. Let the inspiration flow. One who's not envious, but is a kind friend, to all living entities and who does not think himself a proprietor. It's like, it's like, it's like the qualities flow one after the other, you know, okay. You're not envious. What does it mean to be not envious? It means to be a kind friend to all living entities. And what does it mean to be a kind friend, to all living entities? It means to be genuinely happy when I see them spiritually progressing in life. And when I see them as progressing materially, I don't have to be envious because it doesn't even matter. You know, it's not them. It's, 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 we go up, we go down one day, you're up one day, I'm down one day, I'm up one day, you're down. And it's like, it's all going to go back in the box at the end of the day. So it's like, why even compare ourselves? Because I, and then the next quality is who does not think himself a proprietor. Because I'm not, I don't own anything and neither do you. And our spiritual devotion is our only wealth. And therefore, when I recognize I'm not the owner, I could be free from false ego and is free from false ego because I'm not in competition with you. I'm not the owner of anything in this world. And therefore, I could be free from false ego. And what does that allow me to do? I'm able to be equal in both happiness and distress materially. Good things come. Great, wonderful. I accept it. Beautiful. Good things leave me. It was never mine to begin with. Mm. It never had anything to do with my actual happiness on a deep level. So I can mm. become equal in both happiness and distress. And therefore, I can be always tolerant because I recognize that whatever's, it's kind of like what makes something painful 
it's kind of like like there's this whole jokes about the quarantine going on right now that um you know intro introverts it's like it's like a celebration for introverts you know everyone just can get to stay inside but then there's these these memes of like it'll show somebody smiling and a, and a, and a big you know glow on their face and it'll say like introverts when they're able to you know stay inside on their own terms and they're all happy and then it, the next meme is like somebody like grumpy or it's like a little kid frowning it's like introverts when they're forced to stay outside against their own will you know like you know what i mean it's like it's like we just like to chew we we like to know there's time frames. We like to know there's choice, and so I think sometimes the the um, the stress of suffering comes when I don't know how long it's gonna last. You know what I mean? It's gonna be like this forever. I'm gonna be poor forever. I'm gonna be single and lonely forever. I'm gonna be depressed forever. I'm gonna be stuck inside forever. And I think that tolerance comes from a sense of you know this is just temporary. You know, mm -hmm. it's just it, it isn't because this isn't this isn't nothing that I, the happiness of this world is not mine to own and the sadness of this life is not mine to own and it's gonna come and it's gonna go. And therefore I can be always self-satisfied and self-controlled because I'm not mm. knee-jerk reaction trying to get something that's coming up in front of my plate, some glittery reaction. And therefore that leads all of that stuff. So just reading the verse again, one who is not envious, but is a kind friend to all living entities, who does not think themselves a proprietor, is free from false ego, equal in both happiness and distress, is tolerant, always satisfied and self-controlled and therefore because of all of that is able to engage in devotional service with determination their mind and intelligence fixed on me and therefore Srila Prabhupada says in the comp commentary all these qualifications enable one to fix their mind and intelligence entirely on the supreme lord so bringing it all back if i want to engage in the prayer revolution if i want that prayer to go deep in my heart I got to declutter my consciousness mm -hmm. with all these desires, all these agitations, all these concerns and worries. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm hearing you, brother. I'm hearing you. Appreciating. I just, took, and, and I just took over and ran with it. No, appreciating. Yeah. It's so, it's so beautiful. Where to fix our consciousness. We, we're being given a roadmap, right? We're being given by the greatest guide. You know, imagine we're, we're on that backpacking trip, right? And we're, we're trying to make it to the top of the mountain and, we don't know how to get there. And then here you go. You've been given a certified map and you've been given a guide and you've been given friends to go on the journey with. It's like we've been given everything. Right now we have all the ingredients to take steps forward and awakening spiritually, take steps forward toward Krishna, toward our higher power. And, and, uh, and, and it starts with this, this beautiful mood of service, this beautiful mood, all living entities, right? Not just our human brothers and sisters, but all the animal kingdom, the insects and the plants and birds and every aspect, every element of anyone, any, any life force in this planet that let me be a kind friend. Let me be a kind friend. Let me be with you. Okay. In your sadness, let me be with you. Let that empathy and that love flow. Let your story become important to me so that you feel that love and that closeness and can come back to that equanimity. And, and in your happiness, we celebrate you. Let me rejoice and what a beautiful life that is. Every single moment of our life is an opportunity to serve and express that love. And that's like, hey, that's a gateway, right? That's a, a gateway that we've been given. Krishna's given it to us. That takes not, not being envious. And that means, not being envious means my friends, my enemies, whoever it is in my life, whatever living, living form, life form it is, 
let me be a friend to this person. Let me do everything that I can to wish them well, to pray for them. It's beautiful. So you're, as, as you're mentioning the animal kingdom, uh, Naushin was commenting that Bhakti Louie Prabhu with his dogs is the highlight of my morning, to be honest. Special guest, heart emoji. Bhakti Louie's over there and he's got Shiba, his Bhakti Yoga dog, on Zoom. If you're, if you're listening in, we have a live Zoom group that tunes in and we get to see them. And some beautiful comments coming in here. Angelica, so beautiful what you wrote. She says, and I, I feel that relating to envy, it is also a sign that we do not have enough that we do not have enough trust Krishna will provide all that we need. So if I'm envious of another person, that means that I'm feeling like I'm lacking. And that means there's a lack of trust that Krishna is actually providing what I need and that what's meant to be mine will come to me. And if I have less material, that's his loving hand taking away what is not needed so I can get closer to him. It's such a beautiful meditation of trust that like, I have what I need. And let me, mm. if something's being taken away, it's obviously not something that I need. And it's kind of like, it's a, it's, it's a leaning into that meditation of trust. It's beautiful. And then AJ mentioned, how did Doyle know that I had oatmeal and stool apples for breakfast? <laughs> 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 and then Vivi said, he's so advanced, obviously. And so um, there's a lot of beautiful, beautiful comments here. Now, Shinlova, you mentioned that, that some of us feel bad. I feel this often. Feeling bad that we have so much time and not doing anything spiritually. It's like, it's, it's almost can, can put us into a complacency. We have all this time on, on it's like, but it's like, I got nothing but time. What's the urgency? You know, I don't need to wake up early and do my side and I'll get to it later today. I've got, you know, whatever. And I do it. It's like, it, it, it can create that. So I, I can relate to you all out there with that as well. Um, we love all you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. That's all the time we have right now, but thank you for tuning in on zoom, all the live zoomers. So glad to see all of you. Thank you for tuning in on Instagram. If you're tuning in on Instagram or you're watching our recording, please, we'd like to invite you over to our Zoom, uh, live Zoom group. You can find that at bhaktisenter.org slash online or email us at prayerrevolution.org. Get on our live Zoom group. Um, we have an active chat board there. We'd love to see you on there. Um, please write to us at prayerrevolution.org, prayerrevolution at bhaktisenter.org if you have questions, if you have comments. Um, we love to see you, Vera Budger. He's dancing it up over here on Zoom. He's loving Dance it. with me, guys. Come on. Dance with Bob, Vera, guys. Let's get we some outro music. music. We need outro music. We need, we, need, we, need, we need suggestions for our outro music. We don't have any yet. So Vera's just grooving Yogi in the club. Um, <laughs> please stay in touch. Please be with us. We love you guys all so much. And uh, we hope that you have a wonderful, blessed day. Heart emoji from Vera. Love you guys. Signing off. Hey. Love you, Vera. Thanks so much. Trisha, doing laundry. Love it. Talk to Louie. Vivi, good to see you. So glad to see you, Vivi. Take care, everybody. All the best.